0: You're listening to The Comedy Cellar live from the table on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. All
1: right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99, The Comedy Channel. And uh, um, we're here with a special episode of The, the uh, Comedy Cellar Podcast. Last night... Um, it uh, uh, was the first night that we ever put Louis C.K. on the lineup, and we had— uh, Announced. Yes, I'm sorry, announced on the lineup, and um, we were in the news today because we had so- some protesters, and one of the protesters was uh, really nice enough to come down and discuss this with us in person. Her name is Lana Pelletier. I don't, how do I pronounce it? Peltier. Pelletier. It's like a, a French-Canadian? It Lana is. Lana Pelletier-McRae is a lawyer, activist, and legal director for SAFER. It's a, as an acronym, S-A-F-E-R. What does that stand for?
2: As students Active for Ending Rape on Campus.
1: Okay. As an attorney at the Goddard Riverside Law Project, she fights for fair housing and represents tenants facing eviction. She was one of the two protesters outside the comedy cellar. And do you ever watch Curb Enthusiasm? I do. Do you, ever, do you know the one with the Orthodox Jewish lady? I uh, do. No, that's that's. Right. So we have. <laughs> that's a I- great episode. We have Iris Barr as a writer and a solo performer. You may know her as oh, as the Orthodox <laughs> Jewish chick on the ski lift with Larry David, or her various alter egos. include really have to listen, including Svetlana, the Russian man. I think they're going to know you as um
0: as the Jewish girl yeah. on the ski lift. She has okay. written. She has written two <laughs>
1: memoirs: Dork, Whore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Machu Picchu, and most recently she co-wrote Book of Leon with J.B. Smoove. I did Dora Core.
3: That's a book about all your sexual uh,
0: encounters. It's my attempts at having sexual encounters. It was all my right. attempts to lose my virginity. A lot of so,
3: Jewish women write books about being promiscuous. Have you noticed that
1: phenomenon? Uh, have, have, uh, can, please. So let's let's start let's start with with Lana, and I, and I wanna I don't know if you've heard all the. Hours of stuff I've spent talking about this stuff and and what my thinking is and all that. I know you're ready. I
2: I heard your interview with Michael Barbaro on The Daily.
1: Okay. So I want to give you, and I really do appreciate you coming. One of the things that has most upset me through all this is that when someone has really felt strongly about it and blasted us in the times or whatever it is, almost nobody ever wants to come and speak with me, not even on the podcast, I'll say, but you wanna have coffee or something? No, they don't don't wanna do it. So I'm I'm happy when anybody wants to come talk about this uh, civilly. So I wanna give you just the opportunity to say how you feel about this in your own, without any interruptions, go ahead.
2: All right, well, I'm super glad to be here. Um, I'm happy that you guys invited me and made me feel a little bit happier about the situation, which is nice. Um, It's, it feels good to know that um, That you care enough to listen to my perspective that's a really good feeling Uh, that you know that I think mitigates my original reaction uh, to hearing his Louis C.K.'s sort of comeback uh, at the Comedy Cellar which kind of just hurt me personally Um, I've been going to the Comedy Cellar uh, for a long time now since I was a kid Um, not
1: underage I don't know. You're a lawyer; you wouldn't break the law. I
2: would never break the law. Um, no, I mean I, I remember seeing uh, Dave Chappelle jo- drop in when I was uh, when I was young and that uh, uns- unspecified age, and that was a really uh, magical experience. And I've been coming here since then. I recommend it to all of my friends and family. Um, so Until now,
1: well, oh, we disappoint. Yeah. We disappointed you. You
2: dis? No, you didn't just disappoint me. I think you hurt me because okay. it felt like. Uh, the community, um, and I know that you don't know me, but it does feel like this is part of my community that I grew up with, didn't have my back. Um, and that that's sort of what got to me. So that's why it's kind of nice and, and definitely why I took you up on this offer because I think it's important to have dialogue and, and it's important that you know that people feel like that feel that way um, about it and whether you agree or not.
1: No, I I do know that people feel that way. I've I've known it all along, and, I mean, I've gotten three, kind of three classes of uh, emails. One have been, you know, just outright hate mail, uh, saying the most, you know, horrible things, even threatening me. Uh, Other emails I've gotten have been, have people, quite a bit of them, and maybe afterwards I can, you know, maybe we, I'll email you stuff if you're interested. But saying like I'm, I've been a victim of sexual assault. Nevertheless, I I applaud you. I believe that you're doing the right thing by letting th- this guy on. And then the third rank of email is just people who seem to not really care about the issue, like supportive for for other reasons. And and, um, and each each category of those emails is sincere, you know. And um, so the hate mail, I really do understand. That mail, at least most of it.
2: Wait, there's no rational, well reasoned uh, disagreement? I don't think that was one of the categories that you listed there.
1: Oh, yeah, no, you're right. So there's four four categories. No, you're absolutely right. There's the hate (laughs) mail, there's the the rational disagreement, which is your category. All right. Yeah, and then there was the the other two categories. Thank you for correcting me. So, but what's interesting to me as as an attorney, She's an attorney, not you. Yeah, she's an attorney. You, you certainly do grasp uh, the competing principles that I'm worried about in terms of a guy in my position reading a paragraph in the New York Times, uh, knowing that some of the, some of the particulars are disputed, but even if they weren't, even if even if he stipulated to everything, and saying now, fifteen years later, that I'm supposed to now um, be the institution of punishment. And most people would consider me, like, very progressive. And so, uh, well, you know, what what would be your... Like, if you were going to write a standard that would be distributed to businesses through the country as to when they should take the action that you that you think I should have taken, what would that standard be?
2: That's a really tough question.
1: I, I it's think... one I've been thinking about for a year, I know. Yeah, a no, tough. I...
2: I I totally empathize with that and the difficult decision that you have to make and the weight of that decision, knowing that it has such cultural import that it means so much to people. I think that's, that's really what is important here. I think it's about what is, what the impact is, what the message is, what the cultural um, import is. Uh, of the decision that you're making. And that's a very difficult calculation. If I had some sort of magical sort of formula, I would turn it over, but I don't think that one exists. I think it's just, I think it's a matter of compassion and certainly not, uh, you know, validating and and seeking to understand and taking into account um, the... The, what it feels like uh, to see these kinds of decisions being made when yeah. you're in, you know. Okay.
1: So, but this is this is what what what, uh, the, what I struggle with with what you're saying is that that is basically a standard that uh, if if I don't feel like you, you hold me accountable for not feeling like you, and vice versa. Whereas I'm really striving for is because of, as you know, all the things I've said uh, over and over on this podcast. For instance, that Mike Tyson was embraced by Hollywood after raping somebody. Bill Clinton very credibly erased Juanita Broderick. And just last August, they disinvited Monica Lewinsky from an event so that Bill... So, you know, they say, Chris Brown, no problem. I mean, the list is... is, uh, uh, And these are lists of people who actually did jail time shit, right? Um, and then this one guy... Louis, who 13 years ago admitted to this in what the Times this is the Times phraseology was a sex, a sexually sexual misconduct misconduct, or in sexual inappropriate misconduct. Yeah, not they didn't use it as a criminal. I don't know if it was criminal or not. That if I feel like this is this is not in my workplace and I and I I don't know, and there were people at the time who were even involved in it, like um. Rebecca in Rebecca and Courtney Cox and David Arquette. It was actually in their workplace. It was reported to them. They chose, for whatever their reasons were, not to fire him. She said recently they weren't even in a position of power. Like, am I supposed to go back now and clean up their mess 15 years later? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, I'm really looking for, well, if, if there was some kind of standard, which somebody could spell out to me, and advocate that everybody should start even forget about what happened in the past like here from here on in this is what i think we should all live by. if that makes sense to me i was like yeah maybe i'll i'll be the first one and, and take that standard but well, the way i see it is is opening up a situation where somebody can call me and say listen do you know what your bartender did to me 15 years ago and if i ask him and he says yeah it's true i did that i said well now you can't work here anymore can I'm i ask like, you that, a question that, that doesn't sound like the, the world to me go ahead
0: um What about, because it seems like it's either... And then I want to
1: get back to your cultural message, because I think that is the most difficult thing here. Go ahead.
0: I think that what people may be struggling with is that there's at least this image of this kind of family of comedians or community that you are um, at the head of, and wondering, and I'm asking you, would you feel comfortable talking, do you feel comfortable talking to Louis and saying, okay, happy to bring you back, but how do you feel about... Broaching this subject in front of the audience. You know what I mean? Like, is that something, or is that also something that you feel is a line that you shouldn't cross? That it's not your place to even kind of encourage him to, you know, be more accountable in front of an audience or something like that? Um, Because I understand your point as to not making legal decisions. I'm not
1: not afraid to to tell him what I think he should or shouldn't do. I'm not afraid to tell him that. However, I don't want to make that a condition of what he does, because I feel like it that's between him and the public, and and they will decide how they accept it. And, and also, I always feel that anything that I make somebody do, then it's just a hostage video. Then it's not even sincere anyway. Like, people say, we expect so-and-so to apologize. And they do, they go out there right, and they give just, their apology. Right, right, right. Why does anybody- It's a PR opportunity. Yeah, why do they value these apologies at right. all? No, you're right. I, I always hear that. them like, yes, yeah, so what if he apologizes? You apologize because you're gonna lose your job, and we say, "Oh, he said the words, so now we yeah. and we and we engage in the fiction that it's real." And and it's you know I'm like, the the guy is gonna go out there, and he's gonna handle it how he thinks he's gonna handle it, and I can make, I can make the case from from uh, like a devil's advocate in his position, but I don't know this that he he did. He did write that one apology, the one that was, which I thought was inadequate in some ways and also quite good in other ways. Like when he said, the good part was when he said, I realize now that when you ask a woman if, I, if you can show them your dick, which was that's one of the things I thought he shouldn't have said, I realize it's a predicament, not a question. And I said, Oh, that's actually, a, that was like, that's Louis, that's insightful, seemed to understand it. And then he talked about the remorse of knowing that you've hurt people. That seemed sincere too. There were other parts where he talked about the power I had over them was that they admired me. I said, uh, I don't know uh, if, uh, if, if that was like...
0: And taking the time to listen.
1: Yeah. So... so but That's says, Steve, I, by the way, the manager. Yeah. Here. So he says, uh, I did that. And according to the Times, he also apparently apologized individually to everybody. And he could say, listen, normally in the world, if you apologize publicly and you apologize individually to the victims... The public doesn't get to tell you that you have to do more than that. It, it's I'm going to have to disagree
2: way, with you on okay, that please one. please do. That's what you're here for. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, first of all, I mean, the public- I Don't disagree. That was my devil's advocate, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the public will weigh in no matter what. So, um, you know, the public will do what the public does, and uh, the court of public opinion is in session all the time no matter what um and I
1: don't think it's disagreeing me I said it's between him and the public but
2: I, I dare
3: say that the uh, uh, the verdict is 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 more or less in with regard to the court of public opinion insofar as people are coming to the comedy cellar few are leaving when louis gets on stage but there
1: but, but there are people that, some do
3: yeah but if i were to say uh, what the verdict is from the public it seems to me that the verdict is 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 that he should be allowed back? Okay,
1: so so let me let me stop there before there. I I I believe that he just touched on. I think what really bothers you. You tell me if I'm wrong. This is what I thought. I think it bothers you very very much that we're living in a country that doesn't seem to care, or it doesn't seem to register with them that it shouldn't be okay for them to come back and see Louis. Is that fair?
2: That is fair. Um, I would say that it has a lot to do with... Now we're talking about the responsibility of the audience. But my big thing and the reason why I'm here... I'm not here to talk about whether people decide... um, Whether the public decides it's okay or not. I'm here to talk about how I feel about the decisions that are made... The smaller decisions that are made that I Mm. see of powerful people... That contribute to larger issues and cultures of silence and cultures uh, where abuse perpetuates and thrives. That's what I'm here to kind of shed a light on and whether or not most people agree is not uh, what I think our focus should be today. I think our focus should be on how decisions that powerful people and I think that you are a powerful person <laughs> um, uh, you have a, um, you well, do, I, I, you I do finish. think I, I think that you would I think anyone in comedy in New York City would agree that you're, you're, the decisions that are made about who gets to perform at this club are incredibly powerful uh, you know what was Steve just talking about, how it's the Madison Square Garden of clubs. I mean, it is. Shut it's up, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I said Yankee <laughs> Stadium. Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 <laughs> that's okay.
3: <laughs> um, but that's, that's
2: the point, is that, that there is incredible power in these decisions that are made um, mm-hmm. that impact how our culture adapts and changes and grows and progresses. And that's so important to recognize when those decisions are made uh, when those decisions are made about who gets a platform and who gets to say things and who gets to be heard that people think about how that feels to so many people who are affected in this in a way that maybe you don't think about right away not that that's not that that's a fault but but Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. But well, look, but it's it's about you know the 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 people uh, that you don't really think about, but who you're impacting profoundly by making those decisions, and and what kind of culture you're you're helping to perpetuate.
1: Okay, so you're, you're not old enough to remember what I'm about to say. But uh, Michael Dukakis, when he ran for president. Now, Michael Dukakis was a... Uh, governor. He was a governor of ran for president against Bush, and he, was a, he, he bragged about being a card-carrying member of the ACLU. And they asked him, I think, in the presidential debate, if your, if your wife or your daughter were raped and murdered, would you still oppose the death penalty? I'm going to sneeze. And... This happens whenever I'm. Well, I, can I can just same same. I can just no, finish what you said. saying. No, 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 no. no. He <laughs> says, "Would you, would you, would you still oppose the death? Pe- would you still uh, oppose the death penalty?" And he said, "Yes, I would still oppose the death penalty on principle." And he got raked over the coals for that. He might have even have lost the election for that because people felt he was so wimpy. But what he was saying was that yes, just because something is horrible to you emotionally, doesn't mean that you throw out the principles that all along you've felt were correct. And I am trying to, listen, it'd be so much easier for me not to put Louis on, but I try to say to myself, well, what are my principles here? Right, what, that's what, the what, question. What if this were a labor union mm-hmm. contract? Would any la- and labor unions being a very a good left-wing cause and good standing, no labor is going to let somebody uh, get fired 15 years later for something like this with with, with no hearing, no nothing. It's, it's, it's not even in the realm of possibility. And... Uh, I don't believe it's an remote possibility based on my conversations with labor attorneys that I that I had.
2: Uh, oh, did you consult labor attorneys I, for this podcast?
1: I, no, I consulted this before before I took Louis back. I okay. consulted labor attorneys. I consulted ACLU attorneys. I
2: was gonna say that's a little unfair. You've done so much research to prepare for this. No, no, <laughs>
1: and, and, and I shouldn't say plural. I I consulted a labor law attorney. I consulted. Was he a, a fan of Louis? No, I consulted uh, a, a female attorney for the ACLU. I consulted some other liberal thinkers. I didn't seek out anybody who I knew was You didn't consult
2: me, that was your big problem.
1: Well, but if we'd consulted privately, the conversation we're having now is exactly what I would ask. I say, Well, you have to give me and and if you struggled as you are now, I would say, listen, I understand this is painful, but I still think I'm right here because otherwise we're gonna have these random standards. So can I ask you then
2: what the principles are that you're taking into consideration when you make these decisions? That's I think that's the big question here and that's yeah. probably the core of my issue
1: the, the principles are that uh, it is not fair for employers to start firing people based on what they can uncover about their past lives a and even more so when they have no way to know whether or not they're even correct about those things for instance I, I, you know I we can't discuss we could do it, I could do it with you with, over coffee we can't discuss Louis, in terms of the actual stories of the victims because anytime I would do that you went to law school you understand how we would do it hypothetically people will hear it interpreted as me somehow discounting the, the victim's stories for instance in NBC when Matt Lauer or whatever it is did whatever he did NBC was able to call out call in an outside firm bring in all the principals involved here interrogate them interview them Get signed, sworn affidavits, and then they could decide what happened in their workplace and then take action. If I find out that my bartender—listen, this is what I said to Ted Alexandro and I said it a million times on the podcast. I mm-hmm. said, Ted, if you, if you told me now, no, I'm 15 years ago, I have to admit to you, I did what Louis C.K. did. I masturbated in front of someone. I'm ashamed of it. I apologize to them. But I want to tell you I did it. I said, Ted, do you think I would say to you, get your shit and get out of here? You don't work here anymore and he won't answer because that, that's not the way it works. Now, the argument that I would have to make if I were him is the argument that you touched on. So I'm, I'm able to, to understand the best argument for the other side that's not usually made, which is it is true that once everybody is aware of it, then in some way it could be diluting of the Me Too movement.
2: I don't think it could. I think it is. I don't... I don't... S- to me it's 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 very well, how is it it's how very is it clear
1: to me how is it that it's that very
2: clear to me that a lot of people see this as a horrific example and you you actually mentioned a couple other examples that I would say are very um
3: now I got a sneeze good. I guess should I wait? To- no, no, no. I mean, I'm just saying I'll, it's I'll weird wait. that he had to sneeze. No, don't worry about me. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's weird because he had to sneeze. Now I got to sneeze. It's just think all we odd. We should just all wait. No, no, go ahead. I am just. Right. I thought it was a weird thing. Good. Go ahead. Okay. No. If you still have um, a train of thought, guard. Forget ahead. the moose, <laughs> <often>. Arthur. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so I think my, now I've lost my... Not, I it. not, It's all sneeze now. It's I all said, sneeze. It's about the
1: culture. <laughs> you said I mentioned some <laughs> other incidents which yeah, were Yeah, you
2: did mention some other incidents that that jump out on, uh, at me as, as exemplifying the problem, right? And the problem isn't necessarily the things that happened, although those are terrible problems and they should have never happened. And I have the utmost um, empathy and feeling for the people who are affected. But I think that the, the, the thing is that these things were happening over a long period of time and people knew about it. And, uh, you know, it was brushed under the rug, it was not addressed, um, and, or people maybe just didn't even care. Um, and and that, that allowed this to happen over and over again. And I'm not just talking about Louis Kay here, I'm talking about how this is a, a pattern that has happened with powerful men over and over again, uh, Rowan Polanski. Um, you know, the other, you know, Chris Brown, I think, is a great example where he's people in the NFL. I mean, there's tons of incidents, yeah. So, so that's that there's so many examples of this pattern where, um, this kind of abuse uh, that I think is totally unacceptable, and I hope everyone here agrees with me that it just keeps happening because there's this culture of silence and culture of saying, of tacit acceptance and not questioning and not elevating the voices of people who are affected by this kind of thing. And that's that's the big problem. The big problem, I think, was I'm not even in comedy, right? I'm not in comedy, and I heard about... What was going on before? Far before it came out. When did you? He- I didn't hear. I heard, I heard about it. How I he- did you hear? I'm. I th- I don't. I'm. Read women's publications and. I heard like six or eight months
1: before like it began to bubble up with Tig and it, all that. Yeah, it
2: bubbled up. Now and a lot of comedians long- knew
1: long before I that. Had heard right. rumors, I heard
3: uh, have- rumors, you know, dating back uh, some years. Right. Unconfirmed rumors, probably as early as. Uh,
1: 2010,
3: say. For
2: a right. So I think a lot of people <clears throat> knew a lot of things. And I didn't that's know. Not a, I had heard rumors. So, no, that's not I, an accusation. So, so let
1: me question you about this. So how long would you say, because these are things, like, how long would you say I should know that Louis, before Louis can go on?
2: I, I again, I, you're, you're
1: I, It's a fair question, I, right? I, It is a totally okay. fair okay.
2: question. And it's a totally fair um, Thing to think about, and it's a really difficult thing to think about. It's a difficult calculation to make, and it's one that I think people should take extremely seriously so when making these question. decisions. I know
1: that if this were a labor hearing, right. and somebody's going to lose their job, an incident, any one of the incidents, there'd probably be a whole day of questioning, cross examination. It'd be every detail would be gone into, throw it to get intent, any chance of misunderstandings, all of it. Uh, we don't think that's a waste of time, do you? When I mean, we, we don't think that's a, oh, those ridiculous courts of, of any courts in here. Yeah. So what I have is even the I've actually tried to reach out to the victims. They wouldn't even talk to me. Mm-hmm. I have zero information except like two sentences in the New York Times. And I'll tell you this about about the New York Times. Um, so you know the Louis C.K. story. You know the, the Gawker rumor was originally that Louis blocked the door. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And so we had. Uh, Melina Rizek on who, who um, broke the story and, mm-hmm. and she's awesome and smart but one thing bothered me I said Melina the original uh, Gawker rumor said that Louis blocked the door now blocking the door would I think elevate this into a different category of you know, the, somewhere you could get arrested for and I said did you ask the women if he blocked the door and she said yes I asked them I said well did he? she said no he didn't I said, well, why didn't you put that in the New York Times story? She said, I didn't think it was relevant. And I said, well, how could you not think it was relevant? Like when the, when the, the biggest, the, the worst fact of the accusation that everybody is talking about, you found out it's not true, you asked about it, but you only chose to print the answer if it went, you could be sure she would have printed it if he did, but she chose not to print it the other way. And then I say to myself, "What I already know is that there's a reason that people have the right to face their accuser. There's a reason that we have procedures. There's a reason we put people under oath. There's a reason we give, have have a, a, a perjury, because when you are going to take away something as core as a man's right to work, we we protect that in certain ways.
0: I mean, I th- sorry, I just want to chime no, in ahead. for just a, a minute. Um, I think the frustration. I get your frustration that you're almost being held accountable for for Louis in a lot of ways, or his um, lack of, of of you know being more vocal or apologetic. To, to I think if someone's really apologetic, then even after a month, people can go. You know what I mean? I think that it's people are. It's, it's such a young movement. This this Me Too movement is so young, and it's like a little a sprout, you know, that needs to be nurtured. And I think that if it was five years down the line, we could be like, okay, but it's still so. People are still so sensitive as to what happened. If it's ten years ago, fifteen years ago, whatever it is, and I think that um, the the frustration of of him not coming. You're right. He may have apologized to the victims. They're not coming. I don't know if they come. I don't know if they've come forward or been vocal about him before. I don't know. I'm they, not they, as they. I,
1: I actually asked one of them on because they tweeted at me. Uh, I said, "Well, do you think?" I asked it. Put it in front. Do you think Louis should be able to work or not? No answer. I said, well, you know, you could email me. We could that's talk it. It's an properly. unfair
0: question. It's a, it's a weird question because no. you're putting, it's not, no, that's it's not, not the question. I think it's like, well, no. what would it take for him to no, make I'm it not, okay for people to for be, to work?
1: Let me, let me, let me not give a second. I don't think it's an unfair, I thought it was unfair, not unfair. They tweeted at me something and I said, listen, I, I would really like to talk to you about this. Can we communicate off of Twitter? Because to me, you're communicating on Twitter, you're performing. This is not a real, like, it's more for the audience than it is, for the, and I want to talk to them. About it. But the, and they, they wouldn't. And I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll ask you here. Like, how do you feel about this? Do you think...
2: Well, let's not belign the ladies for not coming on your podcast. No, no,
1: no. No, I asked just to... No, not on my podcast. Or
2: to speak to, speak to them. I mean, th- that's their decision. And, and I don't think it's I, fair I, to go into speculating about what why they made that decision. I didn't speculate so why they did I think we should... Well, I just think we should focus on the larger issues. Um, okay, so, and- you know, but I just, like, they tweeted to me, and I said,
1: "Can we, I would like to speak to you about this.
2: Meaning that even then, like, I was ready to
1: listen to them. Maybe there's something I don't know. But that, That's my point before, is that the ability to speak to anybody here about what happened, never mind that it's not in my workplace, never mind that it's 15 years ago or 13 years ago, is d- denied me, and I believe that we don't want to move towards a society and me too is not the only type of horrible behavior so how about i found out my bartender beat his 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 wife 15 years ago Hypothetically. or or how about he, he was abusive to his children or or the, the or,
2: poor bartender keeps getting up.
1: <laughs> because because you know this is this is kind of the what i feel people are are pressuring here right And I don't agree with that. Now, let me tell you where I can probably sound compassionate and you might agree. I had said, and they cut this out, they cut this out of the Michael Barbaro podcast. I said that in my opinion, 999,999 people out of a million who are sexually harassed or abused are not done so by celebrities. It is the very, very, very rare woman who gets me too by a celebrity. The overwhelming majority are like and I said the, the diner owner in Iowa who's harassing his waitress for sex so she can get better shifts. He is not giving one thought to whether Louis C K goes back on or doesn't go back on. And, and I said what she
2: probably is though. She but
1: no. Yes, but but what would really help her that the answer to that question is really what we should be concerning ourselves with. And I, and I feel, I a, a, what would help her would be getting very serious about our, our, a, a criminal law a, about these things, because I think what the law has done, and I made the analogy to mugging in the 90s, where I would see people being mugged, but if the mugger only got $5, the law wouldn't take it very seriously, totally discounting the PTSD that these people were suffering for years. And maybe we're learning now that the kind of thing like masturbating in front of a woman like that is, is much more traumatic than, than men realized, you know, and maybe the law, if the law then treated it as more serious, that would send a huge message. All of, well, of a sudden the diner room would say, you know, I need to be careful here.
2: I mean, again, I think we're what, what? talking about something else. We're talking about the law now, and I, I get scared. Not, not just the law. I get scared when I hear, when I have these types of conversations with people who are in positions of power and have an impact on our culture, yeah. say, well, you know, what about the law? And what about this adjudicatory process? And to me, you know, that's sort of... Abdicating a responsibility in a way because mm. there is a responsibility that everyone has in our society. Every single one of us has a responsibility. Uh, to, to what? To to respond to difficult questions and to make well-reasoned Just because decisions.
0: it's not a crime doesn't mean it's no, wrong. No, exactly. I, I, no, I don't, I,
1: but I don't agree with her. In my workplace, absolutely. Right. To set out now upon the world to try to... F- to try to punish and fire and clean house of anybody who has done something in their past because I heard about it or they told me whatever but it is. But no one's
2: suggesting that. No, well, simply I, not I, booking someone is no, but, a bit but, of a.
1: No, it's not. Well, it's not just me. No one's supposed to book him.
2: Well, let's not talk about it. I don't want to get caught up in a specific case. Okay, I want to talk so about the you,
1: larger. So let me tell you something. I know other comedians who I'm, have evidence as good as Louis who've done some bad things uh, that would, you know, you, we we know, uh, Dan knows, uh, you hear stories about people who've done, who've done things in their lives. Um,
3: I still, I I I, I shoplifted at Love in the Time of Cholera from a bookstore once.
2: So At least you got a book, good book, though.
1: And I didn't love it, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know it's a classic. I, I, I don't think that, that, uh, this is the, the going to be the the way that that people should be let go. I don't. I don't. I actually don't. Even, I actually. Go. I actually don't even. Well, he's been, okay. He's so being, as, being
2: given a platform, and and he's being given. So you're a saying big
1: so, so. you're saying there's a special rule for stand-up. I'm not being flippant. There's a special rule for stand-up comedy. In other words, if Louis were if Louis were my waiter, you'd be okay with that. I'm asking you seriously.
2: No, there there are very simple, and and that's actually a. Good question as to whether uh, employees uh, are different than I'm not sure the legal significance. I guess it's a subcontractor. No, but
1: let's say Louis was. Um, uh, let's say they're all W-2. That Louis worked here. You know, I, you can engage. You can, you can engage a comedian W-2. You're going to work here five nights a week, whatever. But let's just say, in other words, do you think that it, it's you would. You would not protest for us for making him general manager, but you would protest us for
2: completely different. But Would general manager be worse? The, the, He's in a position of
1: power over women. I mean,
2: the thing is, is that I don't, I don't know if I'm expressing properly in the most clear way what it is that is bothering me about this situation, and it's not the fact that you've made a certain decision. It's not about louis ck and what happened to him it's about the fact that it is so the it's such an uphill battle mm-hmm. to even yeah. get these kinds of things for women for paid any attention to yeah. right whatsoever i agree with it's, that it's i mean things yeah. have happened to me things have happened to my friends to my wife to i've had sure. I've, stories sure yeah, yeah. we all have stories yeah we all have stories and it's like and it's so difficult to get anyone to
3: care I, and yes. and to
2: and to do anything about it. I to? And to abdicate responsibility to say, well, it's up to the courts, it's up to this person, it's up to that one. Well, well, the whole reason why I'm here is to say it's up to all of us. It's not just up to you at the Comedy Cellar, it's also up to me. It's about every person in this society thinking about how the decisions that they make is that promoting a culture where women are pushed into silence where women are find it harder to have their voice heard where women are further marginalized and maligned and and treated like they're put on the stand and, and question and like, the they, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like, this, like yeah. put on the stand and, 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 and but cross-examine like yeah, they're liars. I mean the, the, the burden on women who mm-hmm. experience this kind of thing is immense. And, and I cannot even fathom how much bigger that is when someone who did this to you is so powerful and has so much influence in your industry and so much money and everyone listens to them. And the, the, well, the battle is, fair, is so well, okay, well, much. The Sorry. battle is so much harder to get these things addressed and to have people pay attention and take it seriously. So I can't imagine how much it took for these five women to finally have someone say, okay, wow, this is not right. Um, and then to see them, fi- you know, finally get that moment, that moment of reckoning where we've all been waiting for this. You know, I've been waiting for this. Uh, you know, I don't even, I'm not even in comedy, and I was waiting for this moment. And then 10 months later, we feel like, but well, up. what happened? Now we're back to the status right. quo. What was all yeah. that okay. fight so for? Let's not things.
3: the status quo, if I may just finish go ahead, the go thought. Ahead, go ahead. You know, Louis is, he lost a substantial amount of money, far more than any court of law would have fined him if this had gone to court. He's lost the esteem, I suppose, of his family and friends. He he is now humbly coming to the comedy cellar to perform in front of 100 people. When, had this not happened, he would probably be at Madison Square Garden, performing in front of the the entire Madison Square Garden. And his his film career may be over for life, and his TV career may be over for life. It's not nothing, and 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 those things <laughs> may not sound significant to you, but it's probably far more than any court of law would have imposed. Well, as I've said, Dan, well, again,
2: well, I, we're I, not I, talking about courts of law. No, but law I'm just I making a
3: comparison. I'm saying no, that I,
1: Louis didn't I, get away with it I, scot-free. I, I, I've said, I've said, in with regards to Dan, the, and I, the problem is that nobody, nobody should be boo-hooing for Louis. Right, but and, but but this is. The, I know, would
2: like thirty-five million dollars to lose. Right,
1: but, <laughs> right, but but these are the landmines that make this conversation hard. And I don't. I think that you would not do this. But I'm always worried about somebody. You know, you get sucked in this conversation, and you say something. They all oh, boo. They'll take that ten seconds. All oh, are crying. I'm not crying uh, poverty for Louis. But I think that six months ago, if we all, if Louis C.K. had hung himself in his bathroom. Nobody would have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. They're like, oh, yeah. So to understand that somebody would have been totally understandable, that somebody would have strung themselves up, is to indicate that you realize they did suffer something. And I think that uh, maybe maybe it's not enough, or maybe, maybe it doesn't matter whether he suffered anything. But I don't think that uh, um, it's correct to say that he hasn't suffered. For anything, I, I don't. didn't say that. Say couple, let so me,
2: that's a bit I'll, of a okay, if you did misdirection. I, 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 what, I my point was not that what Louis, what happened to Louis C.K. My point is. Well, you said the, back to the
1: status quo. You know.
2: No, but that's for for women. It's it, that's who I'm talking uh, okay. about. I'm not talking about Louis right. C.K. I'm talking okay. about for women okay. for st- whom this is so hard and takes so much for any of this kind of stuff to be <laughs> revealed, and then nothing could happen or their lives could be ruined. Right, let me stop you for a second because,
1: yes, but then isn't it incumbent upon you when you say all that and it's powerful and, and emotionally as you're saying it, it gets to me. Uh, you know, but I, I'm not just like, a, like a, but then I, then I gather myself and say, well, okay, but then how long?
0: How, how well, do Well, maybe I know? until you no, feel no, like and, and there's I, some sort of a pul- like no, real no, remorse. No, you don't no, think that no, that's no, not no, the no, point? No, no, no,
1: that's in eye of the beholder. I'm saying that it is it is the...
0: And you don't think that you think no that's-
1: hold on I'm saying that the burden of proof logically the burden of proof for someone who says, listen I know this guy's a free man I know he's not accused of any crime, but I think that he shouldn't be working fine you might you have that position but you then have to say and these are my these are my standards for that man losing that liberty it should be for this long and this is the proof and these are the things that it should happen for and these are the things it should happen for it <laughs> cannot just be I feel it and that validates it. As
2: I want to be really clear and say that he has not lost any liberties and I think Well, you
1: you would deny him his No,
2: he doesn't have any work. he hasn't denied that's not a I'm not criticizing ha- you. but he does, but that's not accurate. He hasn't lost the liberty to work. If you
1: could never practice law again, would you not think you were denied a liberty to work?
2: No, I don't have the liberty. I don't have the right to practice law.
1: You would, if some, if you couldn't practice law again, you wouldn't. I, think I don't that...
2: have the right to practice law, and if I did something horrible and I faced the consequences and I was disbarred, then that's but that's they, but that. But they would
1: disbar you with a procedure, and you'd have a right to defend yourself. And, okay, and, and but then you're talking and, about and procedure, a, and there would be a written standard. There would be a written standard if when the, you can be disbarred the, and when you can't. The problem, and you could even
2: appeal it. If the problem is a standard, then we're never going to get anywhere. Because the thing is, is that yeah. n- every single person and every single decision that's ever made about people yeah. is not going to have some sort of adjudicatory standard. It's not realistic. So I think we need to recognize that these standards that we have and that we believe in and that we uphold are informed more okay. holistically about what what we want to see in our culture and how we want society to be. And when I, I, I hope that you'll come out of this thinking, well, m- my standards should maybe take into consideration the impact that it has on women who see this and they think, well, I'm not going to come out and talk about this guy who assaulted me. I'm not going to talk about this guy who... Well, don't let... Let me finish, please. But just to say say that I'm not going to talk about this because people are going to say, well, where's the proof? I need a standard of evidence. I need an adjudicatory process. Otherwise, I can't do anything. Okay, That's a big issue for me. I want to say
1: something. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but sometimes when there's a long presentation... I feel like if something I want to respond to if if you can't let me into that thing by the time you get then it's it's gone and i and I won't even remember it so I'm, i i don't think i don't think I don't think you you have any um feeling that I haven't been letting you speak no so so but but there was something that you said and I want to say what what about that? Just like you can break in when i'm saying it's, i'm not I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt you and now now I just can't remember oh so so so, so so let me ask you this question, and the question, the answer may be yes. If, if I was the only one who knew about what Louis had done in the past, and it weren't public, mm-hmm. would it be okay for me to keep it myself and keep putting them on?
2: That's a really personal decision. I, I, I think now I've, we're wading into territory that I'm not qualified to judge. I'm uh, not qualified to step into your shoes and what say you, what, what you would, should do. What you do. would think
1: if you found out that I knew... If I... Knew, I, I,
2: if I Found something out that was very disturbing about a, something that a colleague or someone I knew from work did. I certainly would not keep that to myself. I would look into it on a personal basis and then act in appropriate manner based on what I had heard. Okay. And and, so, so and let me ask
1: you this question: then. If if a if a young black kid walked in here at, at 28 or 30 uh, 33 years old and uh, told me when he was 20. He uh, says, listen, dude, I want to admit to you, when I was 20, I was bad, and uh, it's a bad neighbor, and I, and I punched, I used to punch Mughalays and punch them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One of them wound up in the hospital. I don't do that anymore, but that was me when I was 20. <laughs> I think that most people would say, yeah, you should hire him. And, and, I, I, and I, I, you know, this is where I, it's like, I think the question I started by asking you was really, would really be a a, it's a good question that maybe somebody should put some 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 attention to is maybe we can come up with some rule book here what how we think it should be done it's the because i'll 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 go by the rules that everyone else goes by i'm not eager for this but when i start thinking about virtually any other example i can come up with i feel like well no this is one singular standard for louis ck and i and i throw up Twenty other reasonable, real life hypotheticals of, and everybody says, "Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I just know how it feels." This Louis thing feels terrible, right? And and I I think that's
2: the I think that what is uh, the big piece of the puzzle here with the Louis thing isn't about Louis at all. It's about what he represents and his cultural impact. Um, I think that's that's the important part about this.
3: You 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 feel that Louis should be I don't want to use the word sacrifice but um, <laughs> but you just did
2: sacrifice not sacrifice but well, you, said it, you, said you said it's not <laughs> a, you said it's I not did, I about did,
3: I didn't mean to use <laughs> the word crucified but. you said it's not about you said it's not about Louis in other words no Louis even if he did let's let's say made an example of made an example of, of. I no, mean
2: no absolutely not I that's that's not at all what I'm saying can I
3: ask you you were out here protesting last night you and another mm-hmm. young lady.
1: What what were you hoping? That's a condescending uh, uh, phrase, I think, a lady, But go ahead.
3: Well, I'm a, I'm I'm a 49 year old man. Oh, okay. I, I think ahead. maybe it's appropriate in go that ahead. case. Go ahead. Um you, What were you hoping would happen? You came down here. You had a sign. I it said something like, "Louis, are you comfortable?" I forgot what the sign said.
2: It said, "Does this sign make you feel uncomfortable?"
3: Okay. So, I, did he see that? By the way, do you do you have any? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, what were you hoping? would be the outcome of your your, your protest last night?
2: I can say right now on your podcast that the outcome exceeded my wildest (laughs) expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got interviewed by all sorts of very reputable publications. Our message got out there, um, and I think I got to speak from the heart about this issue and put out the feeling that so many women I know have about this, about what has happened and that's really what was important is a show of solidarity and a show of support and I can't tell you how many women, or men as well, everyone uh, so many people have messaged me, have responded to me, have have thanked me on the street and, and hugged me saying thank you so much for bringing this this issue up and for doing this because you are doing something really important and saying something really important and that felt amazing to me um it was it was more than i could have ever hoped for and in what i did
3: now be that as it may louis is still uh, going to continue working here as, as of now right uh unless uh unless noam's changes mind, mine i doubt he has um, does well, that- we'll see.
2: The podcast's not over yet.
3: <laughs> but but uh, I don't know that either. Uh, anyone's going to change their mind fundamentally at the end of this podcast. When when do people ever change their mind, really? Um, but okay, so he'll probably still be working here. Uh, are you going to continue to come down here, or, I, or I, you feel that mission is accomplished?
2: I may continue, and but the the. My mission was and I know this is going to sound a little corny so but my mission was really to change uh hearts not to change minds. My job is to change minds. I'm a lawyer but uh but I'm here because I wanted to I wanted you to understand here how we feel. I think I a lot of people feel the way I feel about this and and to take that into account and and to understand that when you make these kinds of decisions, that it has a big reverberating impact in the community, um, that, that, that these aren't, decisions aren't made in a vacuum, and that whatever, if, if you continue, this doesn't have any impact on your decision, then I'm happy with what I did. I'm thrilled with what I did, uh, because it, it just brought a lot of attention to an issue that I feel very, very deeply about. And you will
3: continue... Well, all right, to not well, I think these are good questions, and 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 uh, you know, um Noam is giving me a face. Go so ahead, go ahead. But I think these are good questions, especially because this is territory we have not covered in prior episodes. Um, you are going to continue this insane uh, protest by n- of not coming back to the comedy cellar and missing out on all those yucks.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I will. I, I I think I will. I disagree, and I think it would be a bit of a betrayal of my values and of the people who thanked me um, so profusely for what I did to turn my back on them and to say, well, it doesn't really matter all that much to me, actually. Um, I'm still going to patronize uh, the comedy seller and, and I'm still I'm not going to stick by uh, my very strong opinions that, that what is going on here is wrong. And, and I know that that's hard to hear and it's not truly personal to to the decision that's being made tonight uh, uh, or being made at all here. It's not, um, but it's really about a a larger issue that I feel so strongly about. And I don't know, maybe that will change. Uh, Hopefully it will change. I like comedy and I miss going to the comedy cellar. I do.
1: Let me just tell you, uh, you know, one of the things that's difficult about this for me, and believe me, I have people close to me who are disappointed in me, you're not, you know, I just met you, is that it's painful to, to listen to you and, and hear the, the, the sincerity and the sense, and the sense that you're making about, you know, I I can't dismiss anything you're saying. I'm not saying, oh, that's ridiculous, you know? And, and I I won't say it's because you're a a lawyer, because I've heard, I've had conversations with some lawyers who were not rational, but, but you even, (laughs) I certainly have to No, but you even, yeah, but you even are granting me my logic without ducking it, you know, which is, I can't say that for everybody. So, but you're making a powerful point and I will never, uh, be able to, uh, make you feel better about me yet. On the other hand, I, I know in my heart that I, I feel Having thought about it from every which way, that despite the difficulty of it, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. In, terms of not, in, in so many ways, but also just to not making myself a hypocrite, like taking action with this guy and then knowing that this guy, you know, said something at the table that I overheard, and and now uh, you know, I'm, no one knows about it. So when no one's looking, I don't really care, and I posture, you know, and, and all that, and just to go back, what I didn't get to say before is that it's not just criminal, but civil I think uh, uh, and, and uh, c- civil actions have to be very much enforced here and maybe having uh, um, legal aid for people I, I don't know what can be done to, to help people and, I, I, and, and the, the most up,
2: important thing and, wait,
1: and most importantly, and not mm-hmm. in my opinion it was my wife said we have a 6 year old daughter, and my wife has said to me I've said this on the show that we're gonna to have to have a talk with our daughter the way black guys, where, where black families have explained to their sons about how to, how to act around the police. Like, we have to equip our children to know how to act in these situations, including whatever it takes to make them not afraid to come forward, and I just wanna say in my own defense, what Courtney Cox, you don't know me, but you could ask her, what Courtney Cox did by not taking action when Louis came. I would, back then, 15, the dark ages of 15 years ago before Me Too, I knew enough not to do that. I would have never tolerated that in my workplace. Is it
3: Andrew Shultz's birthday?
1: I don't know. I would have never. I would, it's a little, a little uh, it's like some sort of weird <laughs> movie where they have I happiness. I saw,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw Andrew Schultz with a crown. I think it's Andrew Shultz. Now right. uh, oh, there, he's got a crown on. Where, uh, uh Some sort
2: of strange ritual going on behind. Well, us. Well, it's a you, happy you birthday. You know, and and
1: and <laughs> you know, I never, I never understood why Roman Polanski was convicted of statutory rape and everybody was cheering him. I mean, there's a there's no, a lot. It was of,
2: horrific, right? But, but, but the, the, I mean, the but point I'm making is not. But look at, look at the people not... who
1: didn't see it as horrific. And yeah, and, that's horrific. And they're the people and today who are like, don't you? This is so obvious. Well, it wasn't obvious. I it was obvious to me. Wasn't obvious to you people pr- being pr- pr- preaching to me now but i
2: think that there's a lot like i that's that's really the point that i'm trying to make here is that there's obviously a system that's fundamentally broken there's a, in the industry in the com- comedy industry yeah. uh, in the film industry. Th- there is something that is deeply broken.
1: No, it's not that. It's, not, it's everywhere. There are men in every industry in power. It's n- sure. No, no even, well, yeah, but, but it's, it's not. It's not unique to show business whatsoever. In my sure, opinion. sure.
2: I'm not. Su- I'm not yeah. suggesting that it is. But I'm saying that there is something that is deeply broken. And I think that one of the things that is deeply broken about it is that so many people. Um, you know have opportunities to make decisions that maybe could affect change in a positive mm-hmm. way. Uh that and they and they don't think about the fact that, you know they don't think about the effects of what they're deciding to do. They think about um you know the principle, I, I don't know what the principles are, but they don't think about how the micro choices that so many people make, the micro decisions, the decisions to cast someone, the decision to put someone on the stage—all of these decisions have a profound impact in the aggregate uh, to form our culture. And 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 I, I think that's something that I wanted to call attention to, and not to call you out specifically, but I, I mean, am—I'm here calling you.
1: Out. I, I would—I would say I would say that that you may have made by far. The best case uh, for 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 your side of, of this—I mean, by far, no one has come close to making uh, the the cases as as well as you, and uh, and I respect it, and I and I and I I, I think that that I am right for thinking that the, that there's certain questions have to be answered before we unleash. Your standard onto society and every workplace throughout
2: the country. Hey, I didn't. Country. I didn't suggest a standard. I just well, suggested. You know I what it su- is? This I, is, this is.
1: This is very. This is good. <laughs> when you when you are the boss and you actually have to do it. Yeah. You do feel you need a standard if you to, to look right. yourself in the mirror. I believe if you're the moral person that you know this is the irony here that you need to have. Some standard. It can't be whether you like that person or not like that person. It can't be whether you, you feel strongly about this. Now, that's not directly applicable here to Louis, but on the other hand, Louis wasn't even in my workplace, you know, and, and, it, and it's a long but, time right, ago. But we're talking so I about- need a standard, and, okay. and I will never feel that I need to apologize. And I don't even think you have rejected it, saying, listen, somebody got to tell me what to. You know, write it down and I, can, and I can say okay this is what it says here let me look at the Louis situation yep he shouldn't work here make it up as you go along based on the, the feeling or the particular time in history when it's happening this is not something if I were on your side I might say yeah you know but when you, when I have to live with it and then I have to look at the next guy who I don't fire or somebody comes in and says, what about this guy? Or somebody tells me, listen to him, I want you to know that so-and-so did this to Look, me. I,
2: I don't know about all that. All I know... But, but you have
1: to know. But you have but to I under,
2: Yeah, no, I, I think the, the point you're trying to make is it's incredibly difficult to make, you know, well-informed and... Um, well-reasoned decisions on a daily basis. That can, I think be, made, that, that, con- that can be made consistently right, by that, me that going forward. That can be forward. internally consistent is a yeah. really difficult thing. Yeah. I don't envy you in making that decision. Um, and I think it's something that is extremely important. And it's extremely important to take that very seriously. And and the point that I want to emphasize is that everyone when making those kinds of decisions to take into account the effect on the larger issues, and, and I think I described to you, and I hope that it meant something to you when I described how difficult it is for so many people who have experienced um, you know, sexual harassment, Tra- violence, and trauma to even come forward and be listened to at all. Like, that's the first step. And, and and to have any sort of impact, to have any sort of recourse whatsoever is so hard. So when you make these decisions, I think that is a really important thing to just keep in your head. And also to keep in your head that when you make other decisions in this realm, in the realm, you know, where certain allegations are, this is not an allegation, it's admitted, um, but when something, when it's impacting people who know that so personally and feel that in their core, that when you make a decision it affects how they feel about whether you have their back and whether you would support them in an analogous situation. So a million people are listening, thinking, well, what would happen if someone you know, did something inappropriate? Would he have my back? You know, would he support me? Would he do anything about it? Or would he say, I need to wait until I have more evidence, I need to wait for this, I need to wait for that, I can't make the decision, will we leave it to the courts. That's that is the that is the consideration of so many people when these things come up is thinking about whether they matter and what happened to them will matter. And that's Something that's incredibly profound, and it's something that's really ripping the country apart right now, and and causing tons of um, just sadness and, and 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 trauma. I think in the women of this country, um, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, no, no, but I think I, that's I, I think that's, I, I think that's something we're wrestling yeah. with in a huge way, and. And you and I, I just want to emphasize that that's the context for so many women, and it, you can't take the context out of it. You have to understand that that is the context, and that's how people understand and process these kinds of choices. Um, right. And you just can't. And and some your decision on whether to hire someone because they're s- stealing is like totally out of the realm of 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 that huge larger conversation that we're all having, and we're all hoping. You know, I think so many women are thinking and hoping that their experience will be validated and, and, and that, that they will be listened to. I, I, I don't
1: mean to cut you off, but we, we're, we're kind of already over the time. No worries. Um, uh, I, honestly, I, I, we're not that far apart. I, I would tell you, you don't have to believe me, that, that I'm, uh, I would absolutely have somebody's back and have. And have more than once. Do you want to say anything? We're
0: <laughs>
1: well, wrap she's it so up.
0: she's so eloquent. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I you know, I've I've always try and look at, listen to both of you and listen to both of these perspectives. I think it's, you see, the perspective is a little different, right? And how you see it, and it is about the emotional impact and validation, and it's not about what happened 15 years ago or 10 years ago. I you know, I think that there's a, that debate about should people be asking for reparations from... But, you know, that's how also... Sometimes that's how the world works, and, you know, people from World War II asking for reparations for a million years. Like, you know, how do you make it right? And I think the frustration has been that we don't know what happened behind the scenes, we don't know exactly what happened, we don't know what the victims Let's Let's, stipula,
1: let's stipulate the worst case of the story. No, no, but story. hold on, let me just, I'm yeah. just saying,
0: so I think that it, it this story would have been a lot easier if there was some sort of expression of remorse or clarity that didn't feel so tone-deaf, and so when you, who do not seem someone tone-deaf at all, you know what I mean, are taking a certain, very kind of clear-cut, pers- well, you well, know... Let's, st- let's ask Lana,
1: would, is there something that he could say which would make you think it's okay? No.
0: I
2: have no idea, I can't possibly make that, uh, I can't possibly make that. I think people that. can
0: sense when something is genuine, when something right. isn't, and when someone had an apology that people sometimes gave credit for, but then the person comes back and doesn't say anything on stage, forget what he said to the victims in private, it's saying there is a situation here, and there is tension, and it's not just as an agenda like let me diffuse the tension to make it easier, it seems almost like a conscious decision to not say anything. So I think that's what, this is all, it's all a conglomerate of everybody's frustrations. And obviously you're caught part in the crossfire, part people are holding you accountable, part of, you know, some people are not. But I think it's a, this whole gestalt of like, God damn it, we just want some sort of, clo- you know, progress and closure and accountability and we want more and, so, and that's the tricky part. So,
1: so it, you, if he, there is something that he could say that would make you think this was okay?
2: I don't know ex- if there's a formula, and I don't know if there's a scenario that I can think of, but I do think that there. I can imagine situations where he approached this a little bit differently, a yeah. lot bit differently, and my feelings about it and probably the feelings of a lot of people would, would change. Have been different. Would be yeah. very different, 100%. and I wouldn't be protesting outside. No. I can imagine that there would be a situation where. If I if his approach had been different, I would feel differently. Right. Yes. I
1: I I believe that about you and I would also say nevertheless that then you would be on the other side of there would still be people you left behind who still would be protesting as it were and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be enough for them.
2: Well, there's always the case.
1: But you know think for easy. yourself. And, right. and, and there right. is therein lies the problem of having no right. kind of standards or something. Say listen, this this what is what I think with human
0: behavior again, obviously there's that we're taking extreme of like criminal behavior and also behavior that's inappropriate or hurtful or offensive, and I think that you know, I think apologies are a tricky thing. You're right, but you can sense when someone's coming from a certain place, I think. People can't you you didn't
1: buy his apology the sorry, again.
0: absolutely not. Okay,
3: go ahead, No one brought up an excellent point. He he's he, he said that um, in the event that Louis apologized and in the event that we're sincere, you might be prepared to at least if, if accept not it. accept it. But others might not accept it. So so the point being is that people are going to have different opinions, and and you and Noam have a different opinion. Can you accept that Noam's opinion, albeit different from your opinion, is in good faith and is well-reasoned? Can you accept that?
2: I think... I would say that it's in good faith and well-reasoned. I would say that. I would, ju- I would say nice. that. That's
3: nice of you. Can we put you down for a
1: reservation <laughs> for this Friday
3: that show? That's true. it's <laughs> that true. we, we <laughs> got to wrap
1: it up. I wish I'd met you uh, a couple months ago. <laughs> you would have uh,
0: saved yourself a lot of headache. <laughs> no,
1: because I, I actually think, and I had alluded to this before, that she is actually making the, the, right. the, the powerful argument here. I, I, you've heard me say that that is. I said, I said, you know, that is the answer.
3: Um, well, if there's, if there are, if there are women and young, young ladies and girls out there, that are hurt, that, well, what's wrong with that? I'm covering every age group. <laughs> <laughs> Babies. If, if there are women Matronly. out there that have been hurt by this, by no using Louis, legitimately hurt, I think I would go as far as to say that that's upsetting to one. I don't think no one wants to hurt anybody. No. But but I'm you know so so um,
2: Well then I would I would but, just but, emphasize that they exist in large numbers. But but I there's know, other I know. factors as well.
0: Um um, well, like I said, I think the frustration is, is a whole slew of factors. It's not just one thing. It's, right. It's of, you know, how the person is expressing, you know, expressing or aware of what's going on. Not you. I'm saying, yeah. you know, the, the, the...
1: So let me bring up another issue now. because we have, So we're over time, and we're going to have to cut this down in some way. And I'm very sensitive to not cutting things down because I've been edited so...
0: <laughs> in, in
1: such bad faith. So I'm going to tell you that they're going to cut it down a little bit. And you'll listen to it if you want. And Just if cut me out. That's fine. No, no, no. And, if, no. and if, and if, and if, when you listen, there's something you remember that you said that you. you should, I will put it back in. You have my word of honor. I'm not going to be cutting it down in order to to make it look like you didn't score major points against me because you did.
2: <laughs> I don't think we were. I it, it wasn't a point game. We're on
1: the same side. No, no, no. But what they did to me and is in They actually when I when I would really have a great answer they would cut it out they literally did that you know it's a conspiracy it's the barbaro
2: conspiracy
1: well he, he, i had you know that after that podcast came out i sent him an email he said listen there's a. Co- i'd like to speak to you because there's a couple answers i thought were, this is all, all and i got from his representative he'll call you at five o'clock today i waited by the phone five o'clock today no call i emailed says he didn't call today will he call tomorrow they, didn't re- they never answered an email since then. I, so I sent an email. I said, Listen, can we just release the entire 90 minutes of audio? They have not since, they were so nice to me up until the time <laughs> that they, they were finished with me. They, You know, they literally sent me an email saying that we'd like to interview. Don't worry, you're not walking into the lion's den. This I, is, don't, this I great, don't
2: think you came off.
1: He said, I just have a couple questions right. about the, the swim at your own risk policy. And then he lit into me. I mean, I mean, so I don't want to be guilty of that with you. I don't. I, so I appreciate so, yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah.
2: maybe you know, maybe we'll we'll have Louis C.K. on here, and we'll talk I to him wish, next. I wish. You well,
1: know, if everybody, everything's we're friends, we, 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 I barely know the man. We we have to wrap it up. Okay. Um, you, can, you, you, can, you can come on again. You can come on again. And after we finish, there's something. There's, there's a story I want to tell you. I'll come on
2: when Louis C.K. comes on. Well,
3: uh, I don't know if that's... Good. What, what part of Canada are you from? I was told you're Canadian. I hear it in your voice. When you say the word can't, I hear the Canadian.
2: <laughs> people here always think I sound Canadian, and people in Canada think I sound like I'm from Jersey, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm from Montreal. Well, my family's from Montreal. Well, m-
3: mine is as well.
2: Oh, really? Yes, a French indeed. A French-Canadian. Uh,
3: no, I am not French. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, not French, uh, though I have a, a, a pretty good knowledge of the language after having studied it for a number of years. Très bien. Merci. Okay. Can
1: I can I wrap it up?
3: Uh, you can certainly do so.
1: Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> right, Good thank you. night. Thanks for e- having us. me.